8 to 10 p.m. The Viewpoint with Ashraf Garda. The Viewpoint with Ashraf Garda. Okay, there's, there's a couple of uh, tweets, in fact, and this sums it all up, okay? Uh, in Budzeni Shandukani saying, did I hear him say sold out at Kodessa? Question mark. Uh, another one, I'm listening, and there's this white man who happens to be on collision with Baron Stratum in Pretoria CBD says, my auntie sold out, book launching soon, okay? And then uh, Paniza Latuli saying, is this man okay upstairs? I'm sure you have a better view from the studio. I'm just asking sincerely, okay? Uh, another one, Young's Nenema saying, this guy better not come here and play with our emotions. Not all of us can afford the book or have time to read our big cues. Is, or question is, who killed Hani? He must start talking. Well, as you've heard me ask him that, he hasn't said anything, but he did imply it was a... As a result of, and this is my understanding, of consultation or um, consensus between the right wing, which may be a given, but also the left, which would have been the ANC, he said, in government and still in government now. And the reason why, because of his um, communist or socialist policies, which was against the norm, which was capitalism and which is basically what we by and large practice now how true all this is i don't know i mean i'm as i'm as stunned as you are that's so for many of you saying know your history and uh, yeah let's see what happens i have no idea you didn't want to say much more you know in in one way i'm i'm saying as a media person i hope his story checks out so he's not leaving us on one silly story that's the one way so I hope he's speaking the truth, but the book will reveal all. On the other hand, I'm saying I hope he's wrong, because if he's right, it does suggest a very, very sinister twist to this tale and this twist, to borrow Shakespearean language, uh, between two polar opposites. So what does that really mean? We shall see about that in April. I'm also surprised, and I'm saying this, if that's the case, how is it that no other person in all these years can suggest that? His name is Bradley Stain. So he was an eyewitness to the Stratum Square Massacre. Uh, he's a counter-terrorism officer at this point in time for certain governments around the world. You take your pick all just like James Bond stuff, you know. I don't know. I've got his card. You can follow him on Twitter. Uh, in fact, I'm going to, to, the, to the guys who are tweeting. You can maybe pick it up on my timeline right away. It's an interesting Twitter handle, it's called tip underscore O underscore T underscore Asagai. So like tip of the Asagai. Tip underscore O underscore T underscore Asagai. But you can check it out. Um, Certainly on my timeline, you'll pick it up. We'll have a podcast up tomorrow morning. Go and have this debate with your friends and family over breakfast tomorrow morning or tonight. Let's now get to another big picture, which is Black Friday. Everybody's getting ready for that. So what's the case for Black Friday? What's the case against it? There are different views on this one here. Discounts, we know. Isn't that good? Visvan Reddy is one of the three guests we'll have. He's from People Against Petrol and Paraffin Price Increases, which is Puppy with triple P. So P-A-triple-P-I, Puppy. Uh, Visvan, appreciate your time. Hello. 
Good evening and good evening to your listeners. Thank you. It's indeed a pleasure that I'm back on your show tonight. Absolutely. I remember uh, speaking I a few really, months ago. I really like what you were speaking about earlier. In fact, at some other, other time when we have the opportunity, I would like to share some history of what had happened in 1990 and what will give you a clear understanding of what could possibly be behind uh, Chris Hani's death. Okay, I'll tell you what to do, Visvin. Drop us an email. Drop me an email like today, tonight, tomorrow morning. Yeah. Ashraf at safm.coza. Let's, let's have that conversation. Okay, let's lead the conversation then through your help. Okay? Visvin, yeah. before that, we've got Black Friday to worry about. It's yeah. fantastic. Half price, quarter price. Why wouldn't I be excited? I gather you're not okay. excited. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Let me just explain. Black Friday is a concept that was imported from America. Uh, it was, you know, something that came about after Thanksgiving when, uh, you know, people had leftovers and needed to get rid of the leftovers. So people were excited to share in the leftovers. And, of course, the Black Friday, which began in America, has now become a trend in South Africa. But I want us to look at the current South African economy. Uh, a recent survey that was conducted has indicated that in our country, over 55% of our population live below the poverty line. Our poverty levels are extremely high and it's increasing. With the cost of petrol being so high, the cost of our, our food prices being so high, and people's salaries are not increasing uh, to meet those increases in, 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 you know, in daily living, how then can people go and get caught up in a frenzy called Black Friday? And my concern is that many people, uh, because of the, of the media hype that surrounds uh, Black Friday, they would go and use their credit cards, they would go and use their accounts at, at shops and so on. And before you know it, uh, come Monday, they have got no money. And Christmas becomes a black Christmas for them. So I really believe that if, if, if stores want to offer these super specials, they should do it during the course of the year. And if they can sell something cheaper than what they're selling currently and come out with a profit from that, why not do it during the course of the year? The second thing is that people on Black Friday, most of them, would buy things that they don't really need. You would find a fridge going on special and maybe a thousand rand off. A person's got a perfectly working fridge. He'll go and stand in a queue and wait to buy that fridge, which he doesn't really need. The other issue is that there's also been reported cases of people being injured because, uh, you know, people are being led like sheep into these stores and they wait there the whole night. There are stampedes. You hear of stampedes and people trying to get in for these specials. And also we hear that there are less stock. The shops keep less stock and they lure customers to come in and buy other things. So you get one or two things that are special and the rest are really not special. But I mean, you see, so here's, here's, the, here's the point. Gimmick. Here's the point. I mean, do, do you accept in, in, the, in the world as we know it at this point in time, the same traders that are trying to entice you and I to buy, they are the same people who are, A, employing other people, right? That's that's an important point to remember. And they do pay taxes uh, in terms of income tax and they pay VAT. So it's in our government's interest that they generate enough of, of, uh, of revenue to be able to do all those things, pay the VAT, pay the income tax, 
but also employ people. So if they use this as a stimulus for their own businesses, therefore understand it's called Black Friday to make sure that people are in the black, um, which is an economic term as opposed to being in the red. What's wrong with that? Well, that that's a positive spin to it. But my concern is what happens on, on, on Saturday, because Saturday will become a black Saturday when you spend all your money and you have no money left. So as much as I understand that this is a means of trying to encourage people to come and buy and to, to you know, to increase uh, shops' uh, turnover so that they could meet these costs and so on, they do it every other day without Black Friday. So why do you need Black Friday to do that? Okay. I mean... Uh, but I mean, the Shut same up. applies to everything. Why, why then have a Christmas rush? Why don't we have what, what I'm saying? The, these are tactics that, that people use. You, you know, the Easter period is a busy period. You have it that for people who celebrate uh, Diwali, uh, you can't say, you know, buy the firecrackers in January. You, you sell it a, a couple of weeks before Diwali for Muslims to go for Hajj, for example. There's that period when they go. You don't say we'll sell the tickets a year before and so on and so on. I mean, what I'm saying is there are tactical periods around an entire 12-month period where it makes sense that they, uh, that, they, that they market around that time? I'm not sure during this period here because you know that many, many workers would, would be getting their bonuses uh, come this time here. And what they would do is they'll splurge their bonuses on Black Friday and forget about things like school fees for the children for next year, uh, school fees. They'll forget about things like their water and light accounts. And, of course, currently with the cost of petrol being so high, uh, every household, every worker who's driving a car or is taking a bus or taxi or train public transport, they, they need an extra five to seven hundred okay. dollars a month, but, but, which they don't have. But, Visvan, here's and the thought. Begin. Here's the thought. Do we have proof that people spend all their money out tomorrow? Or is it not the case that people hold back spending in the hope that what they need, and the key word is what they need, they will buy it tomorrow because it's coming at a discounted price. And I can give you one example of a family who's held back with certain purchases of mobile phones and data until tomorrow so they can buy tomorrow at a reduced price, and they will get at a reduced price, and that family is the family of Ashraf Garda. You get my point. There are people who say, hold it. They're not buying anything in the last few months. The question is, do we have evidence to say people are spending all their money out tomorrow, money they didn't even have, of to buy things they don't need? Or are they buying things they need and they've delayed the purchase until now where they know we can get a special price for it? Well, those people that do that, that's fine. I mean, that's, that's good. But I think they are few and far between. The other advantage, of course, if you have a credit facility at one of the clothing stores and, 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 and you have a Black Friday special there, then you'd rather use the credit on buying things that are cheaper. Uh, of course, people who are prudent with their, with their finances are very few. Why do you think that, um, that our credit in the country is reaching unprecedented levels? More and more people are relying on credit today than on cash simply because it's become so lucrative. The, the advertising and the media makes it look good. In fact, you are better off going and buying things on credit than buying things on cash. Okay. So you'd find, you'd find that, that because of the way our advertising is taking place in the country, it's luring more and more people to go in and live on credit, okay, which is not a good thing for families. All right, that's your take on it. Um, as, we've, uh, as we're going to do, we're going to get different views. So that's why we get the big picture. That's Visvan Reddy from uh, People Against Petrol and Paraffin Price Increases. That's 
puppy. But in this case, you can also say people against Black Friday because that's his position there. Visman, appreciate your time. Do not forget to email me, ashraf at safm.co.za. I look forward to hearing what you have to say. Right, we'll get to other takes, including Davi Ruert and Victor Komishwana in a moment. Winner Home follows the journey of three design duos as they transform three empty penthouse apartments into dream living spaces. And at the end of it all, one of them could be yours. Watch Winner Home every Thursday at 7.30pm on SABC3 and enter the grand prize competition where you can win your choice of one of the three decorated apartments as completed by the competing design duos at the amazing Part of Play Lifestyle Estate in Somerset West, valued at over 3 million rand. If you win, you can get to choose which one you want to call home. Close to the beach... Each of these three apartments are situated on the top floor with lift access and all offer spectacular views of the Strand Golf Course and the Hottentots Holland Mountains. That's Winner Home Thursday evenings at 7.30pm on SABC3 with a repeat on Saturday at 3pm. The world's best football league is now available to all. Manchester United battles it out with Crystal Palace in the Premier League match of the week. What a gives Manchester United the league. The Crystal Palace supporters stopped again. The Red Devils targets maximum points against the Eagles at the Theatre of Dreams, Old Trafford. Catch this clash live on the Premier League's home, SABC3, this Saturday at 4.30pm. Proud report to you by SABC Sports for the love of the game. Join the party on top billing this Sunday night at 8 as choreographer Takis Maswangani introduces her baby daughter Sana and launches a sizzling new swimwear range. We take a pastry masterclass with world-renowned chef Karim Bolji and reveal who's got the look that rules them all at the SA Style Awards. That's top billing, Sunday night at 8. Repeat Tuesday at 3.30 on SABC3. Okay, so you've heard one view. We're going to get two other views on this one here. Uh, Victor Khameshwana is with us. He's a well, Afro-optimist, and he's also a tender of book launches like me as we spent time yesterday before. I, in fact, Victor, good chatting to you. Hi, let me just introduce you. Good, good evening, Ashraf. Okay, and that, and that famous book, Africa, is open for business, right? We will not forget that book, right? Davi, Davi Rich, you with us as well, uh, who's a chief economist at the Efficient Group. Davi, appreciate your time. Hello. Uh, always my pleasure. Good evening to you. Good evening indeed. Okay, just put your thoughts on hold because let's talk about TV licenses uh, for the moment. Um, so we know that with Black Friday, ironically, tomorrow, you could stand in that corner or long queue and then if you don't have paid your TV license, there's problems because you could avoid the disappointment then. You will have to have the disappointment rather after bracing that long queue uh, or the latest online deal being declined because you've not paid your license. Now, to get the balance on your account, SMS your ID number or your TV license account number to 44210. SMSs cost 15 cents. For fast and secure online payment, go to the website tvlic.coza. Uh, TV licenses making a difference to all your Black Friday shopping experiences. Hashtag made possible by you. 8 to 10 p.m. The Viewpoint with Asraf Garda. Okay, Darby, we've got one take. Let, give me your take. Black Friday, it's a ripoff. 
It forces people to buy things that they don't want. They spend all their money, and then they are completely broke for the rest of the year. That's the narrative. You agree, isn't it? No, certainly not. No, the reason why we work, <laughs> the reason why we work, the reason why we have businesses, the reason why we save, the reason why we plan and why we budget, is because we want to consume. And that's that. I mean, I guess. Well, why do you want to live if you don't are not allowed to consume? We want to buy stuff. We want to consume stuff. And we want to save bargains, and I want any all sort of gadgets. There is absolutely nothing wrong. That's the reason why we work, and there's absolutely nothing wrong buying something. During the so-called Black Friday, what also happens is that all these businesses selling us all these things, they realize that there will be a lot of people buying all sort of things, so they buy huge numbers of TVs and gadgets and things that they know they're going to sell to me. They get it at a good price, and they sell it to me at a good price. So I probably am going to get a discount to this. I'm going to get a bargain to this. And they are going to make a lot of money as well. So everybody certainly is gaining on this. And maybe just a bit of a, a comment about a transaction. All transactions are always good at the moment of the transaction. Because if that is not the case, then there will not be a transaction. A buyer and a seller both gain from a transaction. So what about the thought that, that yes. people are, are being, you know, they're not forced to buy, but they're being seduced to buy. Are they not no, being seduced? Come on. No, certainly not. You are driving the highways and see all these billboards telling us to buy here and to buy there because we're cheap and we're better and you need this and you need that. It's called advertisement. It's called the free market. You've got the right and you have the responsibility uh, to decide whether you want to buy something or not. So don't try to force your, to, to shift your responsibility to somebody else. You want a law. You want a law telling us that we're not allowed to buy things. Because we are irresponsible individuals, so they're not. It's up to the individual, and we have to learn in South Africa to take responsibility for our strong actions. Then, what do you, what do you I, feel about the many people who believe that that ultimately it, it really forces? Yes, ultimately it's their choice, but it does it does force over expenditure. That means uh, that that in effect businesses are getting people to yes, they're giving us discounts, but they are getting us to therefore buy things we don't really need and then and therefore ultimately it seems like we're getting good deals, but in reality we're buying things we don't want and that can't be good for us. No, no. No, it, it, it can't be further from the truth. The moment I buy something, I may come to regret it later on. But the moment I buy something I do that because I want to do that. But maybe let's just step back for a moment. Uh, if you look at the South African economy from a macro point of view, certainly and without a doubt, we in South Africa are highly indebted. There are many reasons for that. One is that we are probably uh, irresponsible or we're not properly financially literate, whatever the reason might be, but we are certainly highly indebted. Secondly, we are very much concentrated on consumption. We're very good with consuming stuff, and we are not very good at manufacturing or producing stuff. So certainly from a macroeconomic point, of you, those sort of things need to change. But on an individual level, it is my right and my responsibility uh, responsibility to, to be uh, careful when I spend my money, but it's absolutely my, my right to spend my money there any way I should. But on an individual level, what I certainly urge people to do is to make sure if you spend money, don't get sucked in with all this hype. Make sure you can get the best deal possible, plan ahead, and make sure you save for this. Of course, you need to do that. And it's because it is your responsibility in it. But that is what life is about. Okay. We work hard and we save because we want All right. To. So you're saying it's all fine. It's up to you. There's a price you can buy. If you want to buy it, it's up to you. Uh, Victor Komishwana, Africa is open for business. Tell me your thoughts on Black Friday. Uh, well, 
listening to Bazarud, I mean, he's the, he's the economist. I'm not. And, and if you just take a simple equation for GDP, it's got many dimensions. And one of them is private consumption. So on that, on that score, he's right. Private consumption is part of the GDP. But there's growth investment, there's government investment, there's government spending, there's the net of exports and imports. The better picture is when we export more than we import. And when I look at this Black Friday, which seems to be the only day where people seem to be united around the economy, and it's when they are being made, induced to buy, the problem is, Ashraf, I don't even think these prices are better. I've been, I've been looking at some of the prices, and I, I see things that during the year you can find at a much better price than that which is being advertised today. And I, I suspect there's a study somewhere in the UK that found that prices in general are not even lowered during this black Okay, price. but I mean, here's the thought. If prices are not lowered, right? I mean, you have to ask yourself, it's an American exported idea imported to South Africa, but around the world as well. The only reason, Victor, it would gain currency you know, you can market as much as you want. And myself, having done marketing shows, I'm aware of it. But but if the reality of the experience doesn't match up to the marketing strategy, people won't buy it into the next year. In in, in reality, the there's a growing demand and awareness around Black Friday now because people who've engaged with it last year and the previous two, three years, they find it absolutely works. They are getting better prices. Mm, you know, there's the euphoria around buying, Ashraf. Buying is not just an economic decision. It's got a lot of sentiment and psychology that will go with it. And once you're in that shop and the euphoria has gripped you, I'm sure people are going to get budgets. I don't want to create the impression that nothing is cheaper. And I agree with Dazi that if what you're buying is what you really need and you're not going to get sucked in and eventually just be a, what shall I say, a pathological buyer of things you don't need or that you'll never really use them. You don't do your comparisons. You don't make. With the technology, I guess people can compare. But the, I'm, I'm just saying the fact that it's driven by the seller. The word Black Friday, if you look at the many histories, the stories about the histories, is about retailers or sellers moving from the red into the black. Mm. So it's not about us. It's about people getting rid of stuff they don't need. In fact, Retailers do plan around these things and make sure that stuff they give away today is that which they would not have been able to sell, or if not, they are forced Okay, but, but Victor, you know, but Victor, if they're doing that, I'm asking you, what's wrong? What's wrong with that? If if retailers are doing that and they're planning to try and, and going to black meaning create liquidity, right? Uh, and yeah. in doing so, they they offering discounts to entice us to buy. They're not forcing us; they're inviting yeah. us to buy. The question yeah, I'm asking let, you is... Let me just say, Ashraf, that's the point uh, Dazi is making. There is free market system. People should buy what they need when they need or when they want it. They are allowed to do that. The problem is, the reason I mentioned the GDP equation is, I don't ever hear South Africans united around government investment or gross investment or exports, driv- driving exports. Are. So because it's not a South African or an African concept, that's where my objection is. That if we were united around the other elements of the GDP growth, that we know what we are buying is not mainly what we are importing versus what you are manufacturing ourselves. Okay. I'll be excited. But, but I, I still want to challenge you. You, you see, I'm, I'm saying... all things that we are importing. They are not in the end. And you okay. Can ask that I'm, st- I'm still they saying to you... The bigger GDP scheme of things okay. Victor, I'm still saying, it's ironic, you and I 
last night were together at uh, Bonang uh, Mohale's book, book launch, right? So two things came to mind, okay? Yeah. That that place for a book launch had a thousand people. It was incredible the crowds yeah. that were there, right? That's number mm-hmm. one. And he probably sold three, four thousand books on the night, as far as I can gather, because we were buying five and ten at a time. Yes. The point I want to make, whatever the price it was being sold, I don't know, two, three hundred rands, they were buying it and they were there because they saw value at the end of the day. Am I right? Yes. If they didn't see value to come there like you and I and actually buy a book and meet the author. They would not be there. Nobody's forcing them to come. There's a there's a marketing strategy to get there, but ultimately people come because they see value. Doesn't the same principle apply to Black Friday and everything else? No, not every principle. Not the same principle. First of all, Wanam Mohali is a South African. That book is South African. Even if it's overpriced, and I don't think it is, it, I feel better buying something that's overpriced. But tomorrow people are going to buy iPhones. They're going to buy Samsungs. They're going to buy all these things, Ashraf that are made with cotton or cobalt that's made or mined in the DRC. A very chaotic country, and I'm saying in the bigger scheme of things as an African, I do not like the concept because I know that the stuff we are buying, it might be value for the individual, yes, but if you look at it holistically, what are the iPhones made of? Is the DRC benefiting proportionately? Okay, but I mean then, Victor... Huawei but Victor, then it's not a then it's not a Black Friday thing. Is no. But then Victor, then it's not a Black Friday thing. Then we could say let's ban all these foreign imports like like iPhones and Samsung phones, yeah. and let's no, no, ban them all no. anyway. You know, no, I wouldn't ban them, Ashraf. I, my my role is as an evangelist is I'm making people conscious. I'm saying just be aware. You'll never you'll never stop people by. And tomorrow, I bet you, if I want something or I need something tomorrow that I can afford and it's cheaper, I'm gonna buy it. Definitely, I'm not going to be scrambling and scuttling down the aisles to try and get a budget. But I'm saying to you, I would rather people are aware that if they are going to import concepts like Black Friday, maybe they should then balance it by asking themselves, are we as united when we are saying, let's industrialize? Let's, let's okay, y- here's the last thing to you. Then I'll get Davi to respond. Here's the last thing to you. If they're going to unite around concepts like industrialization, and you know, myself personally, as part of the Champion South Africa movement, yeah. we, we would thrive on that. I'm saying, isn't that, that's the responsibility of government to try and spin a narrative that you and I and people listening can buy into it. And the sellers of these goods that are made with minerals that are sometimes even stolen from Africa, if they are so aggressive in selling, perhaps their corporate citizenship should in, invoke, invoke in them a sense of promoting the same. Okay. I agree, yes, the government has to lead and drive, but we are also equally responsible. Well, as, as you know, there's a latest proudly South African buy local campaign. So let's just pause there, uh, Victor. Right, lots of things uh, that Victor said. Davi, could comment on that. Yeah, well, uh, let me like, make a comment about your last comment, and that's about the, the drive to buy South Africa. And I totally disagree with that. I buy where I can get the best deal. Right, okay. And uh, my, my responsibility starts with me, first of all. Uh, but, but, you know, what, uh, what Victor has been saying on a broader scale or on a macro scale, there's a lot of truth in that. If you analyze, and now I'm, t- I'm putting on a, another hat. I'm putting on a hat as a macroeconomist. Okay. And as, from a macroeconomic point of view, certainly, if you analyze the South African economy, and I've been saying this, is uh, earlier in the, in the discussion. Uh, if you analyze the South African economy, we are very good at consumption, and we are not very good at con- producing stuff in South Africa. Why is that so? And there are many reasons for that, and I think you and I have discussed this as well. Should we try to balance the two? And without a doubt, we should try to get South Africans to produce more things, 
and we should try to, to encourage foreigners and local investors to invest in South Africa to set up factories is to start yeah, producing yeah. all these gadgets. Okay, but, 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 but Victor, yeah, that, there's an interesting point there. You see, the fact is in, in a globalized world, Victor, we all see products that we think they, they're made in South Africa and they could be made in China and the USA and the UK and Singapore because that's what globalization does. Shouldn't we learn from, from Black Friday and, and not just industrialize, which I think both of you agree on, all three of us, in fact, but, yeah. but, but then start a massive campaign through brand essay and whatever else to brand South African goods outside this country, which may not be happening, Victor. Isn't that the uh, issue? You know, nobody ever builds a successful market for their goods outside that they are not consuming. We consume Hollywood films because Americans buy them first. We consume whatever we consume we call Chinese because mainly the Chinese are able to absorb that. So I agree, eventually we must export. But if you look at a billion Africans who are buying consumer products that they can make themselves, chocolate, Things that are made with their own resources, I suppose. If we're going to have a Black Friday equivalent, it should start with Africans getting crazy and going mad about buying their own. Then I'll promote it because then I know for every item I sell, I'm boosting a lot of jobs that are created in the value chain. Okay. Let's see. Davi, you've got 30 seconds. Final thoughts. Well, that's... Yeah, that's a different debate. You know, that's a different debate. The point that I think he's making is that that's going to be to get South Africans to start producing more, to get an economy that's more productive, so that we can actually buy more South African things and export a lot of South African stuff uh, as well. And there are many things that we can do, like, for example, to do something about state-owned enterprises and taxes and the efficiency of the state and infrastructure and stuff like that. And that perhaps comes down to the whole thing in South Africa. And that is what we need in South Africa is to create an environment that is good for manufacturers and for producers in South Africa, and certainly also an environment that is good for the consumers, okay. you and me. And that's where we're going to leave it. Appreciate your time. Fascinating getting the, the thoughts, the two of you, Davi Ruet and Victor Komishwana, and before that, uh, Visvin Reddy on Black Friday. Will that give you a rethink when you do your shopping purchases? Like me, provided I get a good deal, value for money. Others I won't buy. Never going to be convinced on that. Uh, we'll see about that. Thank you for your time, both of you. Let's talk innovation in a moment.